Good evening and welcome to Time to Wind Down. This is our second episode. With me tonight, I have a, you know, an awesome guest with me. I've known this gentleman for, oh gosh, six, seven years, I want to say. Um, yeah. both, we both are co-workers. Um, mm-hmm. He's also a family man and has also written a book. I just, I think I surround my pe- myself with people that write. Uh, maybe <laughs> it must be a challenge for me to try and finally get in on that uh without further ado please welcome my guest mr sean hughes sean welcome thank you sir for having me thank I you for joining that me, nice man. Introduction. i always like to say us because i'm used to having another person but right it's us being the general us <laughs> definitely definitely um, and I'm, I'm i'm honored to be here man as soon as you gave me an invitation i'm like let me get on it as soon as possible you know <laughs> yeah that, that's awesome dude i appreciate it um mm-hmm. i you know what are you so because we really don't get to talk that often because we right. just see each other in passing so much, you know, and, Absolutely. and, uh, you work in midnights and me working days and having mm-hmm. been on that midnight life, you know, I, have, I, know I, know right. like, I tell you what though, every single time I see you, you're always happy to see whoever it is, whether it's me or, you know, someone else, you're happy to see them. You're always, you're sincerely wondering how they are doing and how, appreciate that. And how, um, and it, whether it's me or anybody else, and at that stage of, of night, or I guess day, at that stage in your shift, to be that enthusiastic and that, I don't want to say with it, because mo- most people, like, you know, for me, I'm like, I was dead. I was ready, you know, I'm ready Absolutely. to fall out, you know, and <laughs> right. I'm not really about talking to anybody on days except for, uh, see, you know, have a good one. I'm out. Exactly but, right. <laughs> uh, but that's always been something I've always appreciated um, about you. Thank you. And again, you. as not just uh, not just as somebody that's been where you you know where you're at and and lived that life, um, but just you know in general, it's just a uh, it's just awesome, dude. I, and I've always appreciated it. I don't think I've ever really expressed it, but um, but yeah, dude. Uh, so thank you. you, thank uh, you. So for people that don't know you, um, without getting you know without obviously talk about whatever you want um you okay. don't have to i'm not gonna you know this is just fun and way back so we don't have to get anything that you don't yeah. want to get to but you're married and have <laughs> are, you have two kids now or just one yes sir yeah i got i got a beautiful uh son named josiah and a beautiful daughter named laney okay and they're how old uh josiah is six and laney is four six i cannot believe that i knew i'll tell you right time, <laughs> <laughs> time man. flies man when you train me brother <laughs> it, it's, it's, yeah because i was thinking about that i'm like you know he's got one but i'm pretty sure he's got two. Oh yeah and oh yeah i just yeah man i just couldn't believe that because yeah because you're your six-year-old's a year older than my daughter because my daughter's five okay and my son's nine so awesome man you yeah. almost halfway there all <laughs> <know>, right <laughs> oh trust me mentally he's already about several years ahead and um gotcha. my daughter's gotcha. sassiness i don't know about yours but mine at five is got so much sass like she yep. she came downstairs i was getting dinner ready you know it's we're gonna take it upstairs she wanted to have what she calls a picnic mm-hmm. um which is basically we just have dinner up on the bed so uh, 
she calls it having a picnic upstairs. <laughs> I, I forgot how that even got started at one point, but it did. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, I'll, you know, she wanted chicken nuggets. My wife's like, yeah, you know what? I'll have chicken nuggets too. Cool. <laughs> I, hate, I found some fries in the freezer and made some fries. And she comes, my daughter comes down and she goes, daddy, do you need help? And I'm like trying to get, grab, cause I don't know. Um, let me think. She goes, yes or no, daddy. Yes or no? Let me know. I got stuff I got to do. I said, listen here. <laughs> right, like, exactly. Go grab right. your water. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. Go sit down. I was like, I was like, gosh, she's too much like me. Ugh. Right. But so much like her mom, too. And that just sometimes could be a, a humorous, but also you're like, I can't believe she just said that. And I'm like, well, no, she's my kid. So, of course, she just said that. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah, man. I, I definitely understand it. And back to your comment, brother. I, I don't know. I, I just like people. I like uh, I like people. Uh, when I was in school, I was class president. So I'm used okay. to talking to everybody and, you know, working night shift, man. You appreciate people when you see people. So that brightens up my day. Yeah. <laughs> so where did you go to school at? So originally I'm from uh, the Chicagoland area. I grew up in okay, Illinois. Okay, what part? Uh, you familiar with um, the Gurney area? Like northern, like northern Chicago, Chicago oh, suburbs. I, I know Wrigleyville because I've been to Wrigley. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. yeah. So, so I'm from about 30 minutes north, close to okay. basically it's the Wisconsin-Illinois border. Okay. A small town right. called Zion, Illinois. Yeah, I grew up there, man. Had humble beginnings, you know, and uh, when time came, I think when I was 24, I moved to Nashville. What brought my you father. Here? My father, my father, okay. uh, his, his family is from here, cool, my family. Right, and right. I want to try something different. So I say, my, my dad, well, hey, son, you want to try something different? I said, sure. So I tried it, and uh, about three weeks later, I ended up meeting Peggy. And about a couple of years later, she turned into my wife, and I ended up staying. How about and that? There I go. <laughs> it came to Vanderbilt, and the rest is history. Man. So all my mom and my other family is up at home in Illinois and Wisconsin. So okay. uh, yeah. the reason why, so my wife likes to claim that she's from Chicago. Um, mm-hmm. She's from the other side, uh, the Indiana side. She's from Calumet City. Or Cal- oh, oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Anytime I tell anybody that's actually from Chicago, Chicago, yeah, Cal- oh, they, they, they're like, oh, yeah, I know that. I'm like, I know it very you well. You know, this is where people would probably be like, what do you mean by that? No, I've been there twice. Yeah. Three times now. No, I, I know what you mean when, when people say that. I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I know it too well, too yeah. well. But yeah, man, I like it down here. You know, of yeah. course, I'm not like White Sox. Really? Yeah, from the north side, the south side. like the south. Exactly right. I like the south side. Yeah, Dang. yeah. Bro, I'm yeah. not even from. I'm not even from Illinois, but I collected baseball cards growing up, mm-hmm. and I, it's weird, kids, how they pick their favorite players. Really, yeah. anybody, how they pick their favorite players. Mm-hmm. Mine happened upon a baseball card. <clears throat> wow. So we lived in Dallas, Texas at the time. Um, mm-hmm. So we had season tickets. Mom had us had gotten the season tickets to Rangers games, living out you know out in the bleacher up nosebleed uh, bleacher section, <clears throat> and uh, wow. we we were all about that. We tried to hit as many home games as possible. We mm. uh, my brother and I big into baseball cards. I came across '89, <laughs> uh, came across a baseball card that had that had the name Mark Grace on it. I don't know why uh. I connected with that card. <laughs> but I did, and I started following them uh, on because we still, no matter where you live, you get WGN. So, yep, uh, WGN. So yep. <laughs> and I'd watch yep. them play, and then just like that, 
And he's yep. just having to be actually pretty good, you know, a solid all-around player. He wasn't a home run hitter, but he didn't need to be. He That's said, right. He it wasn't his role. Nope. His role was to get on base and have somebody else hit him. That's or it. Get, or help get other people in. That's so, it. And he was gold glove. I mean, he was a gold glove uh, athlete. So I saw right, him man. and became a Cubs fan in, 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 in 89, just like that. 89, there you go. There you go. So I've been a Cubs fan ever since. And then oh, yeah. they didn't resign him. He went to uh, Arizona, won a World Series there in 01. Wow. And I was good. You know, I was, that, that, to me, that was everything, you know. Absolutely. And he, you know, two years later, he retired. And then, <laughs> you know, then he went to TV broadcasting down in Arizona, which I couldn't watch because we didn't get stations. Right. But yeah, he's always been. Diamondbacks. Yeah. I agree. So, what you thought about Sammy Sosa, man? Man, Sammy. Now, I remember Sammy Sosa when, when he played for the Texas Rangers. Yeah, okay. okay. That was the, that's, that's where he started out. Yeah. So, I remember Sammy Sosa when he started there. And I'm like, yeah. this dude? I'm like, all right. And then, <laughs> and then, you know, that's back when George Bush was still on the team. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and so, he let Sammy go. I'm like, there goes that. And I'm like, all right. Well, there's one of our better players. and. But, you right. know, at least we kept Nolan Ryan. We got that at least, and then after that, it Definitely. went downhill for a while. It went downhill. I broke and even run the baseball team. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he's not going to be able to do anything. Oh, he became governor. We had moved to Missouri by then. <laughs> I was like, God bless him. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh boy. Um, but no, and then I, I just followed Grace ever since, and. Yeah, it was all cool. But man. Sammy, but Sammy, I I watched that run. Mm-hmm. I didn't know whether to be. I wanted to, cheer, I wanted to root for him because he, you know, was on the Cubs. Right. But I went to Missouri, right. surrounded by Cardinals fans. Ah, uh, yeah, Mark McGuire. Yeah. Yes, my brother, growing up, huge Mark McGuire fan, back when mm-hmm. he was on Oakland. So. Oh, he was with the Wilds, with the A's. Yeah. Wow, did, oh, did not know that. We we're older, <laughs> we're older folks, so you know. We, you know. <laughs> so uh, he was, you know, all about the Bash Brothers and everything. That was his, that was his group. Um, okay. But yeah, he. So I know he rooted for McGuire, and my uh, my ex wife is from Missouri, diehard Cardinals fan still to this day. To this was, day, okay. Was, yeah, it was kind of humorous that her and I got married. So <laughs> we've been to. I think we've been to at least four, four maybe more uh, Cardinals Cubs games, okay. and still came back in the same car. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly right. <laughs> because I'm not competitive. I'm like, well, you know, it's the Cubs. They went great, awesome. They win. exactly. I'm not getting the check from them. So hey, you know. Yeah, so it's just exactly. Whatever. And my brother was a huge Frank Thomas fan too. Yep, the big hurt, the yep. big hurt baby, and and that's another reason why I like the White Sox because you know I grew up in the uh, in a single parent household at the time, and yeah. Of course, the White Sox wasn't that good. So, like, we went to Wendy's, and back in the 90s, man, they would give out, like, free baseball tickets to try to get people to come during that era. So it was White Sox tickets. Yeah. Because, you know, the Cubs always been, you know, a marquee brand and big money. So I think it was, you know, I think that's another reason, too, why I was a Sox fan. So, yeah. And President Obama, too, he likes the White Sox for some reason. I don't know why he likes the White Sox. Maybe from the South Side, but he likes the White Sox. Yeah, that's probably – I think that's the only reason why. (laughs) Exactly. uh, because I've been to Chicago probably seven. I want, I'm trying to say seven. I know we went because we would go up during the summer. We'd drive, you know, we'd drive about seven, eight hours up there and 
um, my grandparents, my mom and I, we would drive up there and, and my brother, uh, I think my brother only missed one trip. Um, I forgot why, but he only missed one. And we would catch a Cubs game every year except for one. It was so hot out that mm-hmm. like the heat had melted part of the generator for Ooh. those, for like, for like at Wrigley. And it was only standing, and it was standing room only. Like wow. all the signs were against us. Right. So we were going to Soldier Field and watching the Chicago Fire play soccer instead yeah. and still burning our asses off. <laughs> but it was, it was a good time then. Um, and I've always loved that city. We've been to two comic book conventions there, the C2E2. Uh, yeah. Comic book, was it uh, C2? I got to do the math here. Uh, Comic Con and Entertainment Expo. There we go. C2E2. There you go. C2E. There you um, go. And we write the, and what we did was we took the train from, I want to say it's in, at the Hegwich, because it sounds, it always reminds me of something from Harry Potter. Hop on the train there <laughs> and then take it straight to the convention center. I just popped oh, it up yeah. there. And yep. it was like a 40 minute train ride. It was cheap. Didn't have to worry there about parking. I was exactly. like, this is the way to go. That's the way to go, man. Ride that metro. <laughs> and it's funny for, you know, and I even liked uh, the Blackhawks growing up a little bit because I liked Ed Belfour yep. that yep. was goalkeeper for him. And, you know, Roenick was fine and all that. Um, <clears throat> but Eddie Belfort is one of my favorites. Okay. And then, but I could never get on the Bulls bandwagon. Or just, I could never, like the Bulls, it's like basketball is, and the Bears, I'm like, okay, that's fine, but I'm not really. Bears exactly. More of a player yeah. person than, when it comes to football, more of a player person than a team person. Right. So, right. never really could get through for them. Um, growing up, I loved David Robinson. So, mm-hmm. Because I know the Mavericks were just trash back in the eighties. So I, <laughs> even the early, you know, even early mid nineties, until Cuban took over. Um, exactly. So I was huge on David Robinson. He was, and then when he retired, I'm like, I gotta go find me a new player. And exactly. Then went back to Dallas and and followed Dirk, and you now Dirk's retired. Good like, He's retired. Luca's pretty good though, man. Luca's Luca. amazing. <laughs> he's amazing. I mean, he's, I think he, <laughs> yeah, he's. He's the Tim Duncan on that team. Like, yeah, oh, he's big Dirk time. and then Luca, and it was like yep. Dave and then. Oh, man. So, he's big time, brother. He, he's yeah. big time, man. Yeah, Chicago, can't. man. Yeah, Chicago Bulls. I, I, I was, I was around the first three peak, the second three peak. I'm like, eh. yeah, all right, oh, yeah. yeah. I like Dennis Rodman, <laughs> but he was, <laughs> that was crazy. He was crazy, <laughs> even when he was on the Spurs. Yeah, Dave Rodman <laughs> couldn't handle him. He's like. Yeah, you need to go somewhere. Go to yeah, exactly. go back to Detroit or go to Chicago. One, you know? we right. I was an admiral was, Navy. I can't handle you. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. That disappointed us. Absolutely, Rodman was like twenty five years ahead of his time. Mm-hmm. Twenty five oh, years ahead of his time. Yeah, yeah. That's what you call a pioneer, right there. Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Because sure. you don't know if he was going to be uh, himself or a character or a wrestler or a movie star. He just didn't know what he was going to be. <laughs> oh, dear. No, he-, <laughs> he made that team up one. I forgot what it was called. I don't remember who the other person was in the movie. Jean-Claude. <laughs> okay. That's, I thought so, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. God, that was. <laughs> you know how uh, there's certain movies that's, you try, that's the MTV you, purposely, you know how there's movies that you purposely try and block out right. <laughs> and then like 
Shaq's Kazam. You try and block. It. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Kazam. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we definitely want to forget. It. Now, yeah. So, so have you um, have you seen Uncle Drew? I have seen Uncle Drew. Okay. What'd you think? Did you like it? Yeah. It was all right. It was. I guess it was good for us. You know. For what low budget comedy. Yeah. What yeah. it was. You know. It was all right. It's, I enjoyed what it. Thought about I thought it. it would. I, I liked it better than I thought. Okay. I like the fact okay. because they made fun of Shaq's free throw shooting. So that's <laughs> one of my favorite things. Right. So I, uh, <clears throat> and I like that. And I like Reggie Miller anyways. And yeah, that, I think that's the one thing that movie was missing was Dennis Rodman. Ah, you know, he would have lived it up. Bro, he would have. <laughs> Him and Carl yeah. Malone, I used to, used to go at it. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> they used to pat each other on the behind. <laughs> I remember them games, man. Yeah, you do. But yeah. I, I think that would have helped out. I mean, like again, I enjoyed the movie more than I thought it would. Is it a right? It was entertaining. No, it is. It is good for exactly what it is. For exactly. a movie being made based solely on a commercial. Not bad. Not bad at all. I can't. Not bad at all. I'll give you that. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll give you that. So yeah. I'll give you that. <laughs> do, you, do you think it warrants a sequel? Probably not. No. <laughs> if, I'm not if really so, it's not going to the theaters. If, if not, it right. it's not going to the theaters. No. So, so no. That's, that's a, that's, I don't even know if Netflix would pick that one up. Maybe yeah. Hulu might. That seems like a good straight to Hulu kind of. You know, yeah. so they could slap the who you know the the title you know original movie or something. Else. Absolutely. But now, if you put Dennis in it, you know maybe don't put it in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe we ought to get started on the sequel. <laughs> right. <laughs> or what? Or right. Gives a check, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, definitely. Problem dot 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 ad lib. <laughs> Just right. Exactly. Where's my lines, exactly. man? You come up as you go. We we know That's you're good. <laughs> <laughs> And you figure during that era, man, Dennis was marketable because he attracted like Madonna, Carmen Electra, the whole Poly Shore MTV era, you know, in the mid 90s. Yeah. Very few black athletes at the time was able to transcend sports. And he was one of them. I'm not saying he was a good athlete. He was, he was no. good enough. He was <laughs> hella good. He was transcendent. He was all about yeah. That's it, man. Rebound. That's it. And then, yeah, but his personality was definitely ahead of its time. I'll, I'll, Absolutely. I'll, Absolutely. I'll agree with you on that one. Cause I remember being on Michigan Avenue when he married himself. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Dude, that one completely. Dude, I, he was, I mean, we, we didn't call him that transgender then, but he was the first one. I mean, he was an advocate then, you know, so God bless him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, God bless Dennis Rodman. Hulk Hogan was there too. <laughs> yeah. Man. So this is kind of random, but it may, anytime someone says Hulk Hogan out, first thing I think of, was this documentary I watched on Hulk Hogan, and it's it's about his court case, mm. about, about the sex tape. Uh, yeah, <laughs> God, that was interesting. And it was I think it was more about the it was more of a documentary on on news and how it was portrayed. I'm trying to I can't even remember the name of it, mm -hmm. which would give me something to do tomorrow to try and remember the name of it and also where I saw it. I want to say it was Netflix, but I could be wrong. Gotcha. But it was more about um, journal, the journalism part of it 
and just mm-hmm. the recording and I think like stuff like Gawker because I think that was when I originally broke it and how it got gotcha. and drudge and how it, all that stuff kind of tabloid stuff but also investigative journalism within that kind of brought mm-hmm. that down and how he and how in that entire case because I didn't really know much about it because I don't I haven't paid attention to wrestling in 25 years easily. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, geez, 30 years. Let me take that back. About 25, 30 years been a minute. About 30 years. So when people start talking about wrestling, I'm like, yeah, unless it's got neon. <laughs> right. <laughs> neon, man, I'm not going to know who you're talking about. Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. I think Hogan wants some money, too, from that case, too. Oh, I he think, did. Cause... Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Although he's pretty. Guilty as hell. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I, I gotta look at that guilty case. Got a bunch of money. Yeah, he got a bunch of money from that. He got a bunch of money from that. I think once he did that reality show, everything went to the deep end. You know, with his wife and his yeah. children. Yeah. Some things is meant to be private. You know. Right. No, I, <laughs> that dude though, I can't. I don't know. I've never been. I guess when I was a kid, I liked him, but I've always had other favorites. Yeah. I've never, Mr. T? Yeah. Well, yeah. And, like, I've always kind of, you know, never been one that just loves just the superstar. Like, whoever's right. – like, I've always enjoyed underdogs or even people that are well-known, but they're not well-known for all the huge big stack, you know, stats that everybody pays attention to that they feel is important. So, same thing with wrestling. You know, I've never been one that likes the big marquee guys as much. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I'm being like, yeah, they're good, but my favorite, you know, for one reason or another. Like, I exactly. liked Big Boss Man when I was, when I was growing up. Yeah, Big Boss Man. <laughs> just because he was that. cool, you know, the sunglasses and the sunglasses in the, the uniform. Yeah, the uniform, the peanuts. Nice. To- <laughs> yeah, and, um, I was a Warrior but, fan, man. Yeah, my brother warrior. too. My brother. Ding 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 ding. This is a still Ultimate Warrior. We had the rest yeah. buddies and everything. Yeah, so he, <laughs> that was my guy, man. I love yeah. Ultimate Warrior. And he liked uh, his favorite tag team was the Steiner Brothers. Uh, ah, Big Papa Pump. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he liked Steiner Brothers. He became that's where his love of uh, Michigan sports came from. Because yeah. the Steiner Brothers had their Michigan wrestling jackets on. Yep. So he would uh, he would watch you know he'd watch them and then just started rooting for Michigan, which living in Pennsylvania. Wow. And a bunch of in-laws that are Penn State fans is very interesting, at least one weekend a year. Hmm. <laughs> Go James Franklin. <laughs> yeah, right? So he is, he's, cool. he's had an interesting time, to say the least. But, and then that and the Bushwhackers. We always found the Bushwhackers hilarious. Yeah. Yep. And then yep. Uh, and Legion of Doom. I always appreciated their football pads with the spikes yep, on them. Yep, yep. What a rush. Yeah. <laughs> Animal <laughs> Hawk. Yep. Yep. We really liked them. And then uh, we used to even watch, uh, when we were younger, we used to watch WCW um, before it merged, you know, yep. with WWE. WWE. Monday Night Wars. Yep. yep. And yeah, then man, that was uh, the even, times. we even had, uh, they even had uh, like Texas wrestling when uh, Jared the King Waller used to announce or color commentate for him. Mm. So it's been a minute, <laughs> but <laughs> watching that on a nine-inch black and white TV, <laughs> but so we would watch it, you know, just because. And right. my grandfather was the one that kind of got us into wrestling. And, okay, you know, just watching it because he would want to watch it. So he then it kind of got out of it. And as we got older, 
Mm -hmm. I remember in college we would watch uh, Tuesday Night Fights on USA. Ah. That just kind of became our thing. He would be downstairs in the basement on the on the computer on his dial-up, you know, waiting for the waiting for an image to load up that'll take five or six minutes. <laughs> so he'd have Tuesday Night Fights on and a bowl of peanuts, and there he would be. There you go. So I'd, there come you up, go. You know, I'd show up after uh, um, after one of my night classes in college. You know, I'd show up and we watch it together and. Mm -hmm. over and we'd watch that i'd make some popcorn and he'd eat his peanuts and sit there and watch that we even and then if i couldn't make it for one reason or another he would record it and then we would watch it the next day okay <laughs> because you know we didn't have dvrs we had vhs still there you um, go man old school yeah, but we would watch, yeah and uh i was up there in january um because uh, he was in the hospital and so i was up trying to kind of help mom and give her a break and my grandmother too and we were looking for th we were looking for something and i was searching everywhere and i came across one of those tuesday night fights uh <laughs> and i should have and i honestly i should have brought it you know looking back i should have brought that home with me just to, to actually have like two D two vcr players around the house somewhere because i still have vhs in the shed or somewhere you and me both yeah. <laughs> um but it'd be fun just to kind of watch that again 20, at least 20 years later, if the tape's absolutely. Right. <laughs> video will be there. The audio probably won't work. It's mostly. Definitely. Definitely, man. I miss, I, I missed, I missed the, the mid to late nineties, man. It was definitely a different time, a different era, you know? Yeah. And it's kind of interesting. So my daughter does dance and mm -hmm. her big team um, competition dance that they do where it's the, the girls that are in like high school, middle school, elementary, and then like you know preschool, my daughter's age. There's like I want to say like 40 of them um, on the stage. Um, they're doing this big what they call a line. It's not a line dance like country line dance, but they just call it line as the name of it, and because it includes everybody. Um, okay. And this the they're theme i guess as you will um for this year for competition is is uh 1990 something something or 1990 something so it's all hmm. 90s music that they're dancing to there you go, there you go. Oh, dude. it's <laughs> it's it, awesome man. my watching my daughter do the hammer dance across the stage it feels her joy because it just i don't know if she loves it or she just thinks it's so funny right her and her friends doing all that <laughs> absolutely just has a blast doing that absolutely man absolutely absolutely hammer was man and i and i missed that music bro i'm trying to go off tangent but no you know good. i think in today's all, rap all culture man, dance, bro <laughs> i just think man today's you know rap music man has gotten so far you know gangster that we forgot that back in those days man rap music was fun yeah it was lyrics it wasn't trying to be gangster <laughs> Yeah, it's not trying to be. It's not trying to prove something through song. No, dude, it's entertainment, man. Yeah, man. You're trying to make a music and go home. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'm just like, cause Gosh. so, and I know it's not because I don't, I don't think of myself as I'm 42, but I don't think of myself as 42. I feel well, that's it, not that, old. my body feels that way sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my body feels <laughs> that sometimes, but mentally, I don't feel like I'm. I feel like I'm still kind of up to date and current. You know, it's oh, like, yeah. as far as, you know, staying up to date with pop culture and everything, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm being stuck. My Absolutely. Teeth, however, 
may feel a little stuck, but um, but I try and listen to some of this new stuff with these new artists, and I'm like, yeah, that's not for me. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, Post Malone is not for me. I yeah. can't handle the mumbling. I like. I need to. I'd right. actually like to understand what you're trying to say instead of trying right. to decipher it. Yeah, it's uh, a new era, man. Yeah, yeah I still don't I totally understand. understand, bro. I I'll be one of those people. I just don't understand Drake. I don't. Right. I don't get right. it. <laughs> Drake is confused because you know he's a professional actor for a living. Yes. And that's what these other rap guys got to realize that this is what he do. So if you try to be for battle him, this is what he do for limited entertainment. Yeah. So it's deeper than rap for him. But I like, I like some of his music, but I feel Drake is, he don't know if he wants to be Jewish or he wants to be black. Because if you watch Saturday Night Live, hi, my name is Aubrey Graham, but uh, some of you guys may know me as Drake. And then when he gets around Little Wayne, what's up, yo, 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 you know. <laughs> Yeah, so I, well, I, I mean, I it's playing to an audience, which I understand because in the end, that's whatever it's going to sell too. I mean, I got to sell records. Got to sell records. <laughs> I mean, you gotta, sometimes you got to, you know, you got to switch it up, which I understand. But it's, as long as you can still come across as authentic at the same time, definitely. So, and here's the thing: like, I like old, older Jay Z. I don't like newer Jay Z as much. Me too. I like old Jay Z too. Yeah. I don't know if he's become more business oriented yeah. you know what i mean like he's focused yeah. more on his brand and his business correct and beyonce go and do the music part he got her he good <laughs> yeah um but i just prefer his older stuff there's yeah. a uh, there's a great podcast i think you would be interested in it's mm-hmm. called slow burn um okay first season was on uh they covered Nixon and Watergate. Uh, the second season mm. covered the uh, Clinton Lewinsky scandal. The, this most recent season, the third season, is about um, Puffy and Biggie. And mm. it goes into, I want to say, eight episodes. They interviewed different people. There were some, I mean, I lived through that era. <laughs> right. <he> was- <laughs> thought, and I thought I knew enough. I didn't know shit. So <laughs> I was, you know. Until I listen right. to this, I'm like, man, this is so good. Like, exactly. I, you know, this is so in depth, and this, you really don't know. Like, you, after listening to it, you really don't. There is no protagonist because they're both did shady stuff. Oh and yeah. So you kind of, you just have to go. Well, they're both were kind of you know misguided people that both put Definitely. out amazing progressive music. And, Absolutely. And it's about one of those you don't have to. It's kind of one of those instances where you can go, listen, I don't have to like you for a person, but I can appreciate your work. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, man. Absolutely. That's kind of how I felt. But I think if, if you like that kind of, you know, older hip hop, oh, yeah. I think that, story, that podcast would be great. It's eight episodes. Um, <laughs> they might be at an hour long each, but it's, it's good, though. I mean, it's, it's done really – it's produced in um, – it made really well. Uh, so What's the name of it again? At Slow Burn. Slow Burn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna it's, check it out on the Apple Pal. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It's good. It's it's definitely good. I would. I'm always I'm always up for throwing uh, to to uh, hype up podcasts that I love listening to. Um, exactly. It's no no use hogging it. If people don't know about it and it's good, you should share it. So exactly. Um, and, and 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 a thing like with the hip hop back then too, brother. 
you have to articulate why you make your music, why you in the position. Cause like in today's, you talk to some of these today's rappers, oh, you know, they're so, you know, drugged out. Yeah. And I think it's a disconnect, like you said, with the mumbling. And I think back then with that era, you have to articulate why you made the song, right. uh, why you do what you do. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> I can understand what you're saying. Exactly. You know, can you be a crossover act? Can, can you sell records? Because I miss the MTV, man. You don't see, you had Pac, Biggie, Kirk Cobain. That's when you had Simon Rex, all those guys together. Yeah. You don't have that anymore Mm-mm. with the rappers, with the rock and roll and the rap that mixed yeah. together at the same time. <laughs> One of my favorite albums, even though it's like only like six or seven tracks, is the Jay Z Lincoln Park uh, collab album. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, back yeah. when they used to be able to do that, and they didn't do that. Yep. And it, they don't and do that it, anymore. And they did it so well, like they the way they collaborated and mixed the two genres. Yep, just really worked. Absolutely. I Absolutely. Who is it? Now I'm not an old town road person. I never could get into that one. My daughter, yeah. she's five. Right, my kids love it too. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't get that it. Not right. there. I don't. I don't. I'm not there. The gotcha. what is it? Is it a Kane Brown and was it Marshmallow? I don't even know. It's Kane Brown and one of the newer DJs mm-hmm. um, did one, and I just couldn't get in on that. I'm like, oh, I like Kane Brown <laughs> regular stuff. I don't know about this this route going this way, but right. <laughs> Keep trying, guys. I mean, I, I'm all, I mean, I'm all for it. You know, I'm all for genre blending. I like yeah. it if it works well. If it doesn't, if then it works. If it works. It works. You know, because music. That's music. it. Music is it's like an acquired taste. Whatever you like, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, I've never been one to claim I have good taste in music. My ex-wife will be the first one to tell you I have terrible taste in music, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm okay with that because mine are just different than hers. And hers for her, she. She wants to appreciate, she wants the actual music instrumental part to be really well done, but she mm-hmm. wants the lyrics to actually have like some good meaning, some good, some good lyrical writing to go with it. Absolutely. So, which again, I'm cool with that too. I like some of that, but I also like fun, boppy stuff. Like I love Blink-182, hands down one yeah. of my favorite bands. I've seen I them, them yeah. four or five times. Really? Just love, <laughs> I mean... I've been there since 97. I've been following them. There you go. Yeah, ever since Damn It came out on the radio, I've been a fan. Travis Barker. Yeah. <laughs> bro, that dude. I, I've not seen somebody that could play the drums better than him. Um, I used to think Carter Beaufort, who played, uh, who's the drummer for Dave Matthews Band, mm-hmm. I used to think he was really good because just the way he played it, and granted, they're more of a jam band style, they but the way he was able to to really change things up and then just make everything look so effortless, effortlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really had appreciation for that. Yeah. And, um, but no, Travis is, I have not been able to find anybody <laughs> that can do what Travis does. He's a beast. Mm-mm. He is a beast, man. He's a beast. Travis. And talk about cross genre. That dude's played on everything. Everything rap, <laughs> you played on Wayne rap, uh, rap, trap, dance, uh, tra- yeah. even just regular hip hop, um, yep. even other rock albums, even to be honest. Um, a lot of deep stuff, like, I mean, he's just, I mean, he's just someone's like, Hey, you want to come play drums on this? He's not going to say no because he oh, right. so much, like, that's just his thing. 
Absolutely. Such a deep love for, which is what you want in an artist, whether, whether it's um, singing or playing an instrument. That's it, man. Yeah. Were you, were you a Green I, Day fan? Yeah. Um, I saw them once with Blink. It was oh. Blink-182, Green Day, and Jimmy World. Really good concert. And we saw that in St. Louis. Yeah. We saw that in St. Louis 2001. Okay. Might have been 02. Anyways. Um, but it was really good. And, um, cool, man. Yeah. I like them. Um, I really like their show they put on. Blink didn't sound as good that time. They just felt, mm. I mean, they seemed rushed, like they were in a hurry to be yeah. done, which I didn't really. It's That one, for Blink, at least, was not my favorite show. But Green Day put on a hell of a show, though. Um, yeah, I guess. That Billy Joel. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I saw, what year was it? Hold on, I actually have. I'm kind of pointing towards it, which works great on an audio medium. Um, ah. But it's a blank poster from when they were here in Nashville. Uh, what year was that? Oh, yeah, I forgot. That's my brother's birthday, August 8th of uh, 2016. So it's been ah. four years. But they played at yeah. the New Amphitheater. And okay. Anymore, I guess, if it's been four years. Um, I, remember the, I remember the first album they did, the MTV yeah. with TRL. <laughs> Them yeah. and Fred Durst. I remember all that. <laughs> and I used to like watching MTV back when they played videos. And exactly. In fact, I found out, this is going to be weird, but you know how you always, people are like, do you remember, you know, you always remember where you were when, and then whatever, you know, name the event. Yep. When Columbine occurred. I just got home oh, from college, yeah. or high, high school or college, I forgot what year. Um, but I just got home, turned the TV on, and instead of me on MTV, and they were covering Columbine. Yep. So that's back when they, you know, even covered news. And they were exactly. from that. They have, man. Now and, everything has gotten so opinionated. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then I, I also remember that's where I found out about Kurt Cobain committing suicide on MTV. Dude, that hurt me, man. Dude, I, I remember that, dude. That hurt the world, the music world. Yeah. All over. I mean, all genres, because everybody. All, yeah. Because it's one of those things, you, again, like I said, you may not be into it, but you respect the artist for what they have done for that, for that genre. Absolutely. For Grunge? As a whole. Oh, man. So just, I love Teen Spirit, man. Yeah. It, that entire album. <laughs> In Your Row right. is really one of my favorites, but I found some on there that I grew to like. But, yeah, I mean, the, the whole uh, Nirvana Nevermind album is just... Yeah, it did. I mean, it meant a lot for me in my high school years because it changed. It kind of helped change some of the styles of music that I liked because um, that's when I started. You know, I kind of started getting away from what from listening to as much Bon Jovi as I used to. There you um, go, living on a prayer. A lot of that, <laughs> yep. and then you know, Bon Jovi, Def Leppard kind of started fading back in Nirvana, Pearl Jam. Yep. I can never get into Southern, but Nirvana, Pearl Jam. About you know, no doubt. Yeah. So, it, <laughs> you know, and music like that just kind of, the grunge music kind of just introduced that and introduced me into, which then got me into liking other music. And then when Blink comes along, Blink got me into listening to <laughs> Blink-182, Phoenix TX, Newfound yep. Glory, Jimmy World, just all these other bands that from that yep. genre and then just kind of moves you forward. 
Absolutely. That helps push your music taste forward. It so, will. It will. Um, I remember but, all that, man. But I was still a huge voice to men. Uh, <laughs> oh, voice to men was my jam. Voice uh, to men, all the Motown Philly crew. Voice to men, oh, yeah. ABC. Yeah. ABC. <laughs> all of yep. them. Tony, Tony, Tony. I listen to all of that. Oh, man. Um, that's, that's, that's some good music right there. <laughs> yeah, man. And I think I still have those cassettes somewhere. Uh, <laughs> in the tub yes. somewhere yep. i guarantee it we need to bring r&b back man r&b is kind of like got dead in this new rap era we in you know yeah i don't <laughs> know what happened well, not, rap man is <laughs> nobody want to sing love songs anymore and if they do it's you know <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> you that's it, man. That's it. Come on, boy, speak up. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Bro, I can't hear you. <laughs> you okay? Yes. Are you medicated? <laughs> we can come back right. when you're ready for a hotter take. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, I don't know what happened to the American music industry, man. It, it seemed like back then you have to have like actual talent, you know. Yeah. And I'm not, and I'm not disrespecting nobody now. I think more it's like Facebook and Instagram followers. If you got more of them, you get a record deal. I think that's pretty true or youtube if you youtube yeah drop, youtube too. yep drop some yep. videos or drop some you know because now you can record videos on your phone absolutely so and you can absolutely. edit all that stuff so you can make your own videos now and drop that on youtube uh, get enough get enough um shares or likes or whatever you in there man and you in, and, and this and this is another pet peeve of mine um when you're in the entertainment field man you are entertainer i don't want to hear about your political affiliation don't try yeah. to shove that down my throat too <laughs> That's why I can't watch the Oscars like I used to or the Golden Globes. Like, I love your art. I love your talent. But I don't want to hear about your beliefs. <laughs> right. And so, um, and like, for me, on, I'm man. just like, you know, I'm okay with it. And I'm just like, I don't know. Because I want, I, you know, cause, because of the movie podcast that Patrick and I do. We kind of mm -hmm. have to watch them because <laughs> we have <laughs> Right. And, you know, and it's. The one, it's the super, you know, the Oscars, you know, are the Super Bowl. Absolutely. You know, yes, I know half of them are probably, you know, half of those are probably bought, whatever. Yeah. I try and look over <laughs> that and just try and enjoy it for what it is. People Absolutely. go up and give their speeches, whatever, cool. Good for them. Exactly. And then I right. just <laughs> I get it correct or not. <laughs> I'm too busy usually cursing about me getting one wrong that I exactly. up and down, exactly. I'm going to be right. Exactly. But, like uh, I, I love movies, man. I mean, I'm, and I'm gonna tell you this here. You didn't know a little interesting fun fact. My mother was in a. She was an actress, and she was in an Emmy-winning show. Believe it or not. Which one? You can Google it. It's yeah. called The Awakening. It was like it's a big show uh, in Chicago. It was like a gospel show play, and uh, I think it lasted for six, seven seasons. It's called The Awakening. You can Google it, um, and it won an Emmy. Okay. Apostle Clifford E. Turner, yeah, uh, it got so big, uh, Robert Townsend got involved and started doing some episodes because okay. it was depicting, uh, it was like a modern day wire. Oh, that, you okay. know, it was depicting like street life, church life, and uh, inner city living, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of those shows. It was like in the early, like probably like 91, 92, 93. Okay. Yeah, man. She was, I remember coming to the set looking at the actors and them going into, you know, acting. Yeah, <laughs> in their acting mode or it acting mode. Yeah, man, that method. Whatever they got switching on. Oh yeah, I remember one time I was like ten years old. One of the lead actors on the she said, "Hey, I'm gonna do something. Hey, don't don't be scared. So I'm gonna do a lot of uh, screaming and shouting. Okay, so if I do that, don't don't be afraid. It's just acting." I said, "Yes, sir. Okay." 
And sure enough, he was, you know, he had the guns out shooting at the blanks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thank God they were one. It's Chicago, you never know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Hope somebody check this magazine. Oh, you too, exactly right. Hey, let's double check them. Yeah. Are these blanks or bullets? Yeah, yeah. How do we know these are blanks? Where's this? <laughs> it's got the yellow tape on the, wrapped around it, or red. Oh, my Yellow or red, I forgot what they yeah. do now, but they used to put tape or have tape or some sort of markings on them. Um, Absolutely. Color markings on the actual rounds, that way people actually knew that they were blanks and not live rounds. Now, let me ask you a question, brother. Did you ever thought about getting into acting? <laughs> so... <laughs> Back in college, I tried out for a play, just okay. for just for shits. I mean, I was like, yeah, sure, gotcha. I'll, the hell I'll try out. Gotcha. Never okay. tried, never done a lick of acting, ever. Gotcha. But you know, I, I'm a character, so to speak. But so <laughs> right. you know, I had to memorize lines. I'm not good at memorizing. Um, okay. Which is kind of one thing that always held me back from taking an acting class in college. Um, I did take mm-hmm. drama. I think I might have a minor in drama. I don't know. I had a lot of minors because it took me 10 years to graduate college, figure out what I wanted to do. Gotcha. So I took, I took enough classes. I think I had like four minors because all I need is 15 hours and I had to find you a good teacher. That's all I need. There you go. Without a minor quicker than anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I took, uh, I never took acting. And one is four hour block. Um, two, I'm horrible at memorizing. Um, gotcha. I still, I kind of, looking back, I kind of wish I kind of had done it. Um, you still can. I still can. <laughs> but yeah, right. uh, back then though, I'd, um, I don't think it would have changed anything other than my schedule. But uh, right. but it was. But I tried out once. Thought I did okay. I mean, mm-hmm. for it being my first and the only time I've ever tried out for acting. Yeah. I thought it. You know, I thought it turned out okay. I totally could never find where the sheet was for who got what part. So I just assumed mm. I didn't get it. Gotcha. <laughs> but I so I never know. There you go. So I've at least tried out yeah. once. Um, uh, I didn't really fully leave movies because I still watch movies, but not like, not like it is since I've come back to them. I want absolutely to be sure you get a chance to uh, talk about your book and let people know where absolutely. they can find it, but people know what they absolutely can, people know how they can get it, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Well, so. Appreciate that, brother. So uh, basically, my book is called uh, Millennials and Taxes, How to Win and Understand Money. And I give you the backstory. I feel that uh, with me being a millennial, of course, that we feel that it's a bad rep that we're lazy. We live with our parents. Well, as you know, brother, we work a job. I got a wife and two kids, and I'm trying to break the, uh, the mold for the millennial community because, you know, we actually got some people that's legit. And I also want to talk about a subject that's very important. Uh, it's government. I mean, taxation. I mean, I don't know about you, brother, but I feel I pay too much in taxes on my paycheck sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so I just felt that I just want to give a basic understanding of what taxes is, how it originated. Um, some things that you can look for in your taxes, some things that you can consider investing, you know, investing in our future, investing in your kids' future, uh, you know, and stuff like that. And you can find the book in, on Amazon, uh, punch in, uh, Millennials and taxes, you know, pop up. The ebook is four ninety nine, and the uh, hard copy is nine ninety nine. Oh, cool. So yeah, man, it's and I appreciate it. But yeah, I just feel that, and obviously, you see what's going on right now. It's kind of a little bit ahead of my time because with the stimulus checks and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So like, like I was telling some people the, uh, today, 
instead of giving Michael Jordan uh, some more money, why don't you put some of that money up, buy some Disney stock or buy some plug power or some Nikes, you know, put right. 50 or 60 bucks up, man, and build for your future, you know? Right. Instead of giving it to Michael Jordan, I feel he's rich enough already. Right. <laughs> He ain't giving me any money. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. So well, that's because he also that. probably knows. He's like, no, I just heard you talk about how you don't even like the Bulls. Why would I get <laughs> You want money? Go ask the Admiral. <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly, 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 man. And, and it just – I just feel, man, I'm not uh, – and I'm not trying to talk politics or whatever, but I just feel that government yeah. is important. I feel that we have to be aware of what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, I feel that uh, a lot of my age group are not really – care about politics but my mother taught me those who don't do politics have politics done to them that's yeah yeah like i'm like okay i'm following yeah, that man. now okay. absolutely yeah man th- th- those who don't do politics have politics done to them and unfortunately i would like to live in a society where politics you know won't have to be played, but I mean, just face it, man. I mean, it's, it is what it is. I mean, is is. I'll be honest with you. If I was to see you have a job, I would make you one of my top guys <laughs> off of friendship and likes. <laughs> 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 and that's just me being biased, but I mean, that's just, you know, that's how most of the jobs operate. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, my thing is I, I, I want people around me that's qualified. And like I said, that's the reason why I wrote the book. There you go. Is to get you qualified, to get you talking, just having a conversation, learn about history of taxation, how you can improve your life, and just be aware of your surroundings of what's going on in the world. Okay. That's it, brother. Nothing fancy, nothing <laughs> hard, like simple, plain yeah. language, you know? Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. and people like me that are not good either with, <laughs> they're not good with math and or money, this will be good. <laughs> right. Be a good, easy <laughs> reading. Anything that's plain easy language, reading, I'm all brother. for Easy read, man. I'm just giving you something to think about. You know, it's not, I'm not giving you any political positions on, you know, who right. I like, who, you know, that, that's up to you. That's between you and however you vote. But right. I just want to give you some basic knowledge of how the government works. That's all. Cool, man. All right, everybody. Thank you for, guys for listening and taking time to wind down with uh, Sean and I. And <laughs> I guess we'll listen to you next time. Wind down for what?